The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yeah, good morning, Boston. What's happening? This is Dave. The guy from Boston. A guy from Boston. The U.S. Postal Service supports the show. They are the second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. The U.S. Postal Service deliver for the nation. Supporter of the Boston Podcast, where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. And the U.S. Postal Service is inviting you to attend a hiring event at Roxbury Post Office. That is at 55 Roxbury Street, Roxbury, Massachusetts, on Wednesday, August 14th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. There are immediate openings for carriers, clerks, and truck drivers. Once again, hiring event, Roxbury Post Office, 55 Roxbury Street, Roxbury, Mass., Wednesday, August 14th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So for the show today, kids, we have a special bonus. We recently launched a podcast on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network, and it's called Past Tens, T-E-N-S, a top 10 time machine. And what me and my buddy Milt do is we go back in time, we pick a top 10 list of songs from a given day and in, but, but in the past. So like, you know, we'll take today's date and then we'll go back like 20 years, find out what the top 10 songs were. And then we'll analyze and play clips and do all kinds of fun, goofy stuff. So if you haven't heard it yet, you should check it out. You can go to pod617.com. And you'll see all the shows there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. For today, I'm going to play you a, uh, a sample of one of the episodes. It's the most recent episode, and we go back in time to a particular day in the 90s. And it's wicked funny, and you're going to enjoy it. Uh, but before we do that, uh, you'll hear a special trailer to a movie that we imagined from the Pod 617 Studios. And on this little comedy clip you'll hear myself but you'll also hear Monsterland uh, personalities Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake uh, two of the funniest guys and most awesome guys you'll ever meet if you haven't heard their podcast yet you should it's called Monsterland also on pod617.com and on Apple podcast and it's about the paranormal and it's also awesome here we go I hope this movie never happens but in case it does you're ahead of the game here it is From Paramount Pictures and Nobody Gives a Productions comes the story of a young musician who just couldn't break through until one fateful day. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Want to be a rock star. What the hell are you doing? What? You like that song, right? Did Did you just write that? No, of course I didn't write it. You know who wrote it. Nickelback wrote it. Who? What are you saying? Look at this photograph. Every time I what? Ni- All right, guys. I don't know what the joke is, but Nickelback. Stop saying Nickelback. What an annoying phrase. The Nickelback, the, the greatest Canadian rock band of all time. 
Rush? You're talking about Rush. Rush, right? right? He means Rush. No, okay, but yeah, if you've heard of Rush, apparently you've never heard of Nickelback. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man. All right, guys, you're messing with me now, right? Listen, I got to get to the studio and start recording some of these songs. No one's ever heard of Paramount Pictures presents Don't Remind Me. David, you're a pretty talented songwriter. Yeah. What you just played was so angering and horrible. Just let me get this straight. You've never heard of Nickelback. Nickelback. Stop saying Nickelback. It's horrible. I, I don't know what them. you're I talking what, about. I, I, well, Dave, uh, you went to Juilliard, yeah. and what we just heard was dog shit. Don't remind me. The story of a young man who heard voices that he should have ignored. If I heard that song in a jukebox, I'd want my Nickelback. <laughs> I could really go for a drink like a Yoohoo or something. You, oh, you know a what? Know. Oh my God. Can't be. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dave, episode three of Past Tense. My name is David Yaz. Alongside me, as usual, Michael Milt Wolf, the Chartmaster. Counting down the hits. Counting down the hits. We're looking back at music history. What we do on this podcast is we count down the top ten songs this week, but from a year selected by the Past Tens time machine. That's right. We're going to pick right. a year at random, and we're going to decide if the top ten songs on that list deserve to be in the cultural pantheon mm-hmm. or shamed in pop music purgatory. Dave? Shame, shame, shame. I think we're one in one so far. That's I don't right. know what episode three is going to do, but it all depends where the time machine takes us. Yeah, wait, let me do it. Previously on Past Tens, 1986 sucked. Kind in of. a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Right. July 19th, 1986. We gave it a thumbs down. Right. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed the ride. But ultimately, thumbs down. So. Let's move forward. Should we? Or back? Let's move forward by uh, moving back. I've got to get you back. To the future. Uh, to the time machine, Milt. Here we go. Goodness gracious me. Look I, where we've landed. Yes, I'm reminded of Prince because we're going to party like it's July 31st, 1999. That's 99. right, Dave. Yeah. It's 20 years ago today. 20 years ago, yeah. Yep. So 20 years ago, on the week that ended July 31st, a few highlights um, for us to understand a little historical context. The mm-hmm. Woodstock 99 Music Festival disaster took place, if you'll recall. Now, that confuses me because there have been three Woodstocks there's now? There have been three and none what? since because this one yeah. ended early due to violence and general mayhem. Oh, okay. I heard Total about that. Total disaster. Yeah. There's a podcast out there about that right that now, like a correct. documentary style. Yeah, I, I heard about that. The Ringer produces that. Our Go friends Ringer. at The Ringer. Lance Armstrong won the first of his seven consecutive Tour de France titles, later being stripped because of rampant drug use. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Hawk. Not before a lovable cameo in the movie Dodgeball, though. Agreed. I'm just saying. Just rehabilitate his image purely. Yeah. Go ahead. Tony Hawk landed uh, the first 900 in skateboarding history. <laughs> Easy. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I could do that. Number one movie in the country was Runaway Bride. Oh, and um, I didn't even see that, I don't think. That's weird. Really? Julia Roberts? You never saw Ju- Runaway Bride? No. Uh, was that Julia Roberts? I you're not gonna was. You're not confusing with my best friend's wedding, are oh, you? Oh, crap. You made yeah. me right. Mm-hmm. Runaway Bride. Runaway I don't to look bad. Yeah. yeah, whatever. And uh, this month saw the launch of SpongeBob SquarePants. Hey. That's how far back we're going. Wow. I know. Feels I like yesterday, in a way. Yes. I cannot imagine a world without 
SpongeBob SquarePants. Can you? No. I don't no. know. It feels I, like he's and been yet on. it existed only it a few weeks ago. Now yeah. that we have stepped back in time. Here we are. But let's um, let's count down the top ten songs of the week, uh, shall we? And uh, the week ending July thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. David. Yeah, let's get right into it. Take it away. Number ten. What a great start. I cannot believe this song is 20 years old. Of course, this is. I'm happy right away. I'm just saying. How could you not be? This yeah. is Ricky Martin's, of course, his famous Living La Vida Loca. At number 10 on the charts this week, it had actually spent five weeks at number one in 1999. Okay. It stayed in the top 10 for months. An absolutely huge hit. Yeah. It ranked number 10 for the entire year in 1999. And uh, interestingly, it was the first song ever to top the pop. R&B, and adult charts simultaneously. Mm. And it's uh, some interesting trivia there. It's, it might have been the first hit ever recorded entirely in Pro Tools. And it's also Pro Wait, Tools, excuse me. What does Pro that Tools. mean? Pro Tools was an all-digital system that originally, uh. there was no analog recording to any of this music, and might have been the first time that ever happened. Okay. And it's also credited, of course, for sparking the Latin pop music explosion, which uh, continues to this day, to some extent. See. Yeah. Now, bueno. I don't know if you remember this. Ricky Martin really broke out earlier that year when he sang a song on the Grammy Awards tied into the World Cup. Do you remember? No. La Copa de la Vida? I do not. Here we go. Ale, ale, ale. That was him? Go, go. Right. And that created a firestorm around him, and La Vida Loca was his follow-up that just broke everything. Former member of Menudo, if memory serves. He spent five years in Menudo. Yeah. And is now, by himself, one of the best-selling Latin music artists of all time. And one of these days, some lucky lady is going to land him. Don't you think? (laughs) No, he Hmm. came out as as gay. Wasn't he one of those, he came out as gay and everyone was like, shocker. Yeah, he came out as gay in 2010. He married in 2018 and has a daughter. He's married to a man. That is correct. There were a million parody versions, one of which was called Living Like John Travolta, (laughs) which was kind of a reference to that. There's also this one uh, called uh, Living for Deep Fried Okra. Can I play a second Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> I like this song. Oh my god, I still I do. I still do too. It's yeah. one of those. It's cheesy, especially the beginning. The horns kind of sound almost synthesized. Maybe they are. Yeah, but uh, you can't help but it get ro- energized it, by it. It rocks. Right? It song, rocks. The song rocks. Yeah, uh, especially the chorus. Upside inside out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I now, just love it. Can I uh, share a little Ricky Martin love? So you may. So you know that in the past, I have uh, hosted. Uh, a party called the Yazzies, which it was a combination fundraiser, costume party, karaoke, kind of a little bit of everything. I don't recall who finished second 
at the Yazzies. And the last Yazzies, that would be you, tragically. I was. Tragically. I was. Yeah, and until the Yazzies comes back, uh, you must hold the silver only. I'm but, fine with that. But I think you might not have come. The first time we did it, it was kind of humble, and I don't think you came because I, I, you would remember my performance as Ricky Martin. I, I, oh, I yeah. certainly would remember you that. You would remember that. Doing so, this song. Doing this song. I, I found a like skin tight kind of polyester shirt that I put on, and I studied his moves. <laughs> and uh, he's oh, got moves, God. by the way. And it was a really fun song to do, and that I didn't necessarily do it well. But um, I don't think uh, Ricky would mind if I made relayed this joke because we had judges American Idol style at this party, and one guy looked at me and said, uh, "You know, there have been rumors that Ricky Martin is gay." Uh, thanks for confirming that. <laughs> so I don't ever uh, want to see that performance. No, it's uh, it's been lost. Anyway, but I think we agree history, yeah. that uh, this song holds yeah. both as a place in history, but also kind of is still fun to listen to. A little overplayed, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you on all fronts. Well, let's get back in the machine. All right, let's, let's go. Follows. Let's go. Number nine. Number nine. Immediately not not recognizable. Then they hung out, but you came home around three. You did. If six of y'all went out, then four of you were really cheap. Yeah, cause only two of you had dinner. What? Yeah, I, <laughs> are you listening to the lyrics? <laughs> well, this is um, Whitney Houston's It's Not Right, But It's Okay. And let me just uh, just add one little note to this. Never heard of it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and now, Whitney is one of the best-selling performers of all time. She's yep. the only artist to chart seven consecutive songs at number one. Wow. This was not one of them. <laughs> okay. It's here at number nine, but it hit. did peak yeah. earlier in July at number four. So it's a legitimate hit. Hit song. I don't remember this at all. Apparently, it's about a confronting a cheating husband, which yeah, could yeah, have had some that. something Bobby about Brown. Uh, yeah. yeah. Something about the credit cards. and. Uh. Yeah, well, she, know, Whitney Houston was hot, by the way. I'm looking oh, at the music video. Like, like, you forget. Like, we remembered, unfortunately, her final days, her drug-addled days. But, Damn. Like the the skin and the boobies and whatever, <laughs> she is spectacular. Yeah, she was she was gorgeous from the beginning almost to the end. But yeah. uh, she did die in 2012, drowned in her bathtub with cocaine in her system. Oh, boy, oops. But you know what's what's interesting? <laughs> so Whitney is just in terms of sheer chart power, one one of the hugest selling artists of all time. Yeah, we talked about somebody on our last episode, Janet Jackson, who mm. just overwhelmed the charts and was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. Whitney Houston yeah. is not not in the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not. See, I think you could make an argument uh, Whitney over Janet just because Whitney... Eh, peak. I, you know, the peak yeah. of Whitney Houston was higher than the peak of Janet Jackson. The, lo- the longevity and the number of hits, I think, was slightly higher on the Janet Jackson side. But she is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That surprised me. You know what it is? It's anti-American. People hold it against her because she sang the national anthem. No, kidding aside, 
this might sound outrageous, but I would think that her performance of the national anthem might be the kind of thing that would put her over the top. It that, was that great. Is, it, you know, she lip synced it. You do know that. Uh, well, uh, everybody did. I know at that but, point. But. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, she sang it at one point, right, in the studio. Yeah, of course. Okay, it was her, her voice. voice. Okay, right. not and it was not classic. a Milli Vanilli situation, but not but, as good as Marvin Gaye at the uh, was it the All Star Game, NBA All Star Game. That's Marvin my favorite, Gaye. But we'll go there. Marvin Gaye, Gaye is in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Whitney Houston is not. I think she should be. Well, not for this song though. Well, no, this is weird. Th- this I mean, is again, my reaction to looking at this. Me neither. And my reaction was, like, at the peak of her powers, Whitney Houston could have sung, like, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and it would have charted. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> this might have been part of that. Although right. this was sort of towards the tail end. Um, she died three years later. She'll be missed. Yep. Yep. Time machine. Time, let's, take count us, the, uh, let's keep take the countdown us, flowing. All right. Number eight. afraid I hit the same button again, but no, this is a different song. <laughs> Anything, Dave? No, my only reaction is um, I, I think she's borrowing the Britney Spears invention of the, the uh, melodious moan. Whatever the hell that thing is. Turn it up again. See if I recognize more of it. No. Dave, this is is Where My Girl's At by 702. Uh, (laughs) Not familiar with the number. There you go. We have yet to have a countdown where there were two consecutive songs. I know. That pop music aficionados like ourselves are unfamiliar but with. But at least but, we knew who Whitney was. This, yeah, this 702, 702 business. This I, was actually their second top 10 hit. Huh. And it's here at number 8, but later uh, in the year it peaks at number 4. Huh. They never had a top 100 hit again. The group disbanded in 2006. It is an all-girl vocal group featuring Camila Williams and the Grimstead sisters, twins Irish and Lamisha. Oh, the Grimstead sisters? Oh. Do you know what 702 <laughs> refers to, by the way? I imagine it's the area code of someplace in the country. And let me, go, let me go ahead and guess um, Atlanta, Georgia. Las Vegas. Oh, all right. <laughs> Vegas Girls. Vegas Girls. The song was actually written by Missy Elliott for TLC. Okay. It sounds Missy Elliott-ish. I'll say that. TLC turned it down. <laughs> and thus we get 702, who had was, a top 10 hit with it. Was was Destiny's Child not available? Uh, what about Salt and Pepper? They may uh, be available later oh, in the countdown. Hey, teaser. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I don't. I mean, the song's fine. I don't remember this at all. I don't either. And to me, this is an example of... There should be a word for it. I don't know what it is, but it's like a coattail song. It's like if there's a trend going on, and you can, uh, you know, hitch your wagon to mix a metaphor to someone else's coattails. You can take advantage of that fad, uh, for lack of a better word, and the the, the all girl uh, black band. I mean, let's face it. There were fifty <laughs> songs yeah. that sounded exactly just like, like this. this in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, fifty exactly. songs, and yeah. it, this one just blurs completely. Uh, blurs. I'm reminded of a sketch on Saturday Night Live where. There was they they imagined a phony girl band. It was three of them, and the, one of them was Charlize Theron, and I forget what it was called. But 
and they let, and Charlize Theron was like, you know, urbaning it up and saying, "We got a new song out. It's called Don't Be Messing with My Bling Bling." <laughs> and 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 like that was like art imitating life or whatever. Like like you could have imagined a song. Like this song should have been called "Don't Mess with My Bling Bling." It still would have nope. come. It's um, called "Where Are My Girls At," and eh, apparently eh. the girls are nowhere to be found. Yes, <laughs> it's very weird. That said, yep. I think you'll recognize the next song in the count. Really, let's just go. a just a hunch. Okay, let's go. Number seven. Number seven. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't start coming. Add to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets seared. So much to brain. do, so much to say, so what's wrong with taking a back seat? You never know if you don't go. Chicka, oh, chicka, chicka. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a Of course, Dave. Yes, of course. This is All-Star by Smash Mouth, the first and only top ten hit for Smash Mouth. What? That yep. surprises me a little because I like their uh, the debut song "Walking on the." You then the morning well comes walking was on a the hit sun. later, but "Walking Not, on the Sun," interestingly enough, was yep. number one on the alternative and adult charts, but was never actually officially released as a pop single. Oh, weird! So it didn't make the Hot 100. Right? I'm not 100 yep. percent sure why that that works that way. Yep. This song is here at number seven, peaks at number four later in the year. Would have sworn it was a number one hit. Very yeah. surprising. Oh it was yeah, number four. Yeah. Um, it was actually the last song Smash Mouth recorded for this album. They presented the album to their studio, and having come with uh, come after a, an album with a hit like "When the Morning Comes," or excuse me, by "Walking on the Sun," yep. the studio said, "Where's the hit?" Yep. Sent the album back, refused to release it, and they turned around and wrote this, like off the cuff, sort of like as an afterthought, sort of. No, they needed a hit. They needed a hit, so they went back and they wrote a hit. If, the, if it's that easy you to write think, a hit, right? write, why haven't you written any more, Smash Not Mouth? only did they write this, but they wrote <laughs> yeah. All-Star and Then the Morning Comes or When the Morning Comes, whatever yeah. that other hit was. So they just decided to record hits. <laughs> and something funny about that is like, oh, you wanted hits. Oh, you wanted good right. songs. You wanted good songs. Okay, well, we can do that. And then they never did it unless, again. Unless they're one of those, well, is there any indication that they wrote it almost, they made it sappy and poppy almost as a thumb of the nose to the the suits not or? that it was a thumb in the nose i think they realized oh shit we don't we want better. to be a flash in the pan here yeah. we gotta yeah. move right but they never had another hit i mean uh then the morning comes peaked at number 11 which was great then they released i'm a believer which uh, also yeah. made the top 40 but that isn't exactly their song right. classic monkeys tune yes and that was it in terms of the top 100 for smash is mouth. is smash mouth the Frankie goes to Hollywood of their generation, <laughs> like you know, a hit or a couple hits that just oh, everybody loves everywhere. Right, it was well, just like Frankie goes to Hollywood, you know, relax, and and then they had like one follow up hit, and then and then people decided they were super cool, and then about ten minutes later decided they were horrible. <laughs> Uh, Smash Mouth is kind of gets a bad rap, don't they? Aren't they the well, aren't they the butt of jokes? Saturday Night Live did a skit yeah. with I should have queued this up with Jennifer Lopez, where her daughter is terrorized. By Smash Mouth and oh, the yeah. song playing over and over <laughs> and over again, and there's apparently even a 24-hour All Star Hotline. 
What? Where if you call the phone number, I have the phone number here. I don't know if it still works, but it used to be 830-476-5664. And if you called that number, mm-hmm. it just plays all-star on a loop, just in case you need your fix. That is uh, That's cruel and unusual punishment. Should we, should we try to call it? Yeah, call yeah, it right wait, now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can we do that live? Yeah. Let's do it live! I've been waiting to say that. Um, yeah, well, you, you need to vamp for a minute while I find the, the right button. To Actually, one here, more uh, little ahead, yeah. trivia fact. I know more than you. The Thank part you. of the song where you hear that. it say, go for the moon, in the middle of the song, there's a little yeah. sample. That sample is actually from an album of sounds that was issued by NASA for the Apollo moon mission. What? And in fact, the Apollo moon mission right now, as we tape this episode, is yeah. the 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon mission. So that? that part where it says, go for the moon, yeah. is from that album released how, by NASA. How about that? And it's because it was uh, a long time ago in government release, it is public domain. So Smash Mouth vict it. Yeah, and didn't have to worry about copyright violations and all the things that nope, I'm that's worried it. about when I'm hitting all And this, this song, while I, the give song that, was great. Give me great. that phone number again. Oh, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. It is 830-476-5664. Phone's ringing. I can't hear it. Here we go. Somebody oh, my God! <laughs> the world is gonna that's fantastic. You can literally hear this song. Oh, my God. By phone, whatever you need. <laughs> An old-fashioned wow. phone call. Wow, okay. It's a hotline. That's unbelievable. This but, song's, and, yeah, the, and the SNL skit shows this, too. Maybe we'll play, insert a clip from yep. that here. Yep. This, this song's wildly overplayed. Like, it's hard to hear now. Yeah. You don't get the same feelings that you had when you first heard the song. It's like, oh, this is cool. Great beat. Mm-hmm. Good message. Uh, by the way, it was featured in the movie Mystery Men. This is when the song came out, actually. Do you remember the movie Mystery Men? I don't. It was about misfit superheroes. It starred Ben Stiller, William Macy, Hank Azaria, hmm. Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Yeah. And this song became a hit tied into that movie, but nobody remembers the movie. Yeah. You yeah. do not. Um, here's the SNL bit right here. And the bears felt good about everything, and so did the owls. The end. Good night, sweetie. Sleep tight. Okay. What's wrong? I'm scared. They're gonna come out again. Cecilia, I've told you a million times. You have nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing in your closet. Come here. That's J Lo as the mom. Nassim Pedraj as the uh, little girl. See? Nothing. Okay? Okay. Now go to sleep. Good night, baby. This is great. Lights off. Right, lights off. She's closet light. Something's in the closet. Smoke. Yeah. Eerie. An eerie glow. Somebody once told me the world <laughs> is. Smash Mouth bursts through the closet. <laughs> but it's doubly funny because Bobby Moynihan is playing the lead singer. <laughs> now Smash Mouth ducks back into the closet. <laughs> That's I don't remember this skit, but it's dead on. Just one more second. Honey, I don't, I don't see Smash Mouth anywhere. <laughs> now you've got a Taekwondo. All right, we get the point. I guess. Yeah. Very funny, and they yeah. keep popping back out. Get right. Anyway, <laughs> okay. yeah, good. This is uh, clearly a point in pop music history. Yeah, uh, I mean, when I listen to the song, I don't immediately say awesome. Like uh, for whatever reason, 
I, I would have guessed, like, in, in, you know how your memories get jumbled sometimes um, as you get older. I would have guessed um, Smash, this this song would have been more recent than Livin' La Vida Loca. When I, when I heard Livin' oh, La Vida... interesting. You know what I mean? Just because when I heard Livin' La Vida Loca, I'm like, hey, I haven't heard this in a while. And the song rocks. Like, there's nothing wrong with oh, this song. But you hear All-Star every 10 minutes. Exactly. Even so now. It, so it feels like it's still hanging around... Listen, when I first heard when I, years. Yeah, when I first heard it I enjoyed it, but you know, like you know, it's the kind of if you have pizza every night you get sick of pizza. I kind of had it. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the Dominoes right now. Now, shout out music. shout out to my son Adrian who loves the song for a reason which will come as no surprise to you because of its uh its uh prominent featuring in the film Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. And it has yeah. that's what kept it passing from generation to generation to generation and it was no doubt about it and it was i mean we could talk forever about shrek it's an american treasure and i'm not (laughs) being sarcastic it's just a great film for uh you know awesome for kids and adults but it was a real nice choice for a right because it was the opening scene of shrek and you're finding out that this guy is his own ogre you know (laughs) he does things his way he he bathes in mud he brushes his teeth with worms and that's just him they later used "I'm a Believer" by Smash Mouth that in one of correct. the other Shrek movies. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it might have even been the first one, or maybe it was also the first one. Yeah, yeah. but the, yeah. but All Star played as the film opened, so it gave it the right tone. But right there, you go. Anyway, I think you'll also find the next mm-hmm. song on the countdown just as ubiquitous. Okay, what? Uh, well, you're going to tell me what number we're going up to, right? Well, Here we number go. Six. Okay. Number six. Just the opening chords. The chills. Love it. You are my fire, the one desire. Right, Dave. It's the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. You know, uh, there's something obviously going on with number one songs because, yeah. just like All Star surprises, this song never hit number one. It peaked here, crime at number Criminal. six, right? But was on the charts for 31 weeks, which is particularly <laughs> long. It just landed and it stayed. Yep. The reason why it didn't peak, though, is interesting. It wasn't originally released for sale as a single, so the chart only counted airplay. Do we know why? Or? I have no we idea why. Yeah, okay. um, so it got played enough to land in the top ten all its own, but you couldn't originally buy it as a single, and so sales figures didn't get counted. I think they calculate the chart differently now. Hmm. But it did hit number one in 25 on their countries and is pretty much considered the Backstreet Boys' signature, signature song. I would agree. That's right. Yeah. And it's sort of become a pop music classic. Yeah. It was nominated for both Song and Record of the Year at the Grammys, and it lost both of them. Mm-hmm. To smooth by Santana with Rob Thomas, which yeah. we'll likely hear someday okay. on a future countdown. Yep, it but it's become emblematic of a revolution of pop music because of the producer and writer Max Martin, who Maxi Maxi, who is <laughs> Swedish, I believe, and his lyrics make absolutely no sense. <laughs> Literally, no sense. I don't know if you've ever actually analyzed the lyrics to this song. They don't make sense. The band themselves have said they don't make sense. And they even recorded a version changing the lyrics so that they make sense. Yeah. 
it didn't work as well, so they just dropped it. I saw that when I was looking for this clip that there was a. It's called a reimagining, and and the song sounds slightly different, a it's little more just, soulful, and and I didn't realize it was different lyrics. That's funny. They don't make sense. You are my fire, the one desire. You are, you are, you are. But yeah, what is the I want it that way? The, I don't know. Ain't nothing. Uh, don't want to. I never want to hear you say, say I want it that, that way. way. <laughs> but you're right. I never thought of it. <laughs> they don't. There's no coherence to this. I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> Mom, can I have pickles and ketchup and mustard on my burger? No, <laughs> but I want it that way. I don't ever want to hear you say, I want it that there way. There you go. That's it is an is ode to childhood innocence. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know what? That's amazing. Some... Some we know this. Many songs succeed in spite of their lyrics, right? And this is one of them. And this is one of them. So now they were a huge band, and this this was their first song that critics actually had to step back and admire, right? Just because of its melody and its harmony, and it just worked as a yep. pop song. And we mock the Backstreet Boys, but some interesting facts here. Ready? Mm-hmm. They never had a number one single, but they sold over a hundred million records. And get this, they were the first band since Led Zeppelin. To have their first 10 albums reach the top 10 on the Billboard 200 albums. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed That's crazy. That's insane. I didn't even know they had 10 albums. (laughs) Yeah. I think, and it's the kind of thing where when they release an album now, people don't buy albums anymore. So I think the Backstreet Boys are still making the top 10, believe it or not. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But so can I tell you? I will admit, I like this song. I, I don't want to. I never noticed this song until a particular moment. Can I tell you my I Want It That Way story, my personal? Quickly, please. My, all right, I'll, I'll do it as quickly as I can. But I, I adore the song for, for, I think, well, for one reason, I think. There was a viral, one of the first viral videos. It must have been around this time or t- 2000, or I don't know. When, the, when did we really start doing the viral video thing? It was, uh, I'm putting it up on the screen for you, Milton. We'll narrate. Obviously, you can't see it. But it's a bunch of people in an office who obviously just discovered... This video sharing. I do suggest we all come towards the middle, towards the end. So that's a guy talking. He's, um, he's instructing. <laughs> and what we see are varying shots of four different people sitting in the same office. And what they all do is look into their own webcam. at, the, at And so in the shots are, again, going from man to woman to woman to man. They're all young people. And the guy's going to cue up the song. He hits the button. Oh. Okay. Now, first of all, this girl's, this girl's super cute, isn't she? I'm in love with her. I want to know who she is. She's older now, obviously. Okay, so now obviously the song plays. So they're lip syncing. Y- yes, but but together. But with such sincerity, there is something so endearing about these four people who probably are, are work at some little startup web development company or something. They're all staring into their own laptops, and you see these varying shots. And I'll go forward to see because eventually they get silly. The girl puts on sunglasses. The um, one of the guys takes his laptop. Now you can see what's funny about it is you can see different people in the background hamming it up on their own laptop while you're looking at the main person in this laptop. And then just to add, just to add to the craziness, Milt, you can see the guy. There's one guy climbing upside down so he can get the next shot upside down. They continue to lip sync this song with such heartfelt passion. Now we see a guy upside down uh, dancing around using their swiveling office chairs for effect. 
And and then the, to add to the hysteria, there's one woman who chose not to participate, and every once in a while they cut to her, like just answering the phone or something, <laughs> somehow completely numb to the fact that all of her coworkers are belting out, I want it that way. And, These uh, kind of lip sync videos now are everywhere, but exactly. I guess this must have been one of the early ones. This was, I don't remember it. This was one of the first. Remember. For some reason, every once in a while a video comes along where it, it's just people genuinely having fun, and that to me speaks to the spirit of this song. We just talked about how the lyrics are are completely nonsensical. There's something so sweet and fun about this song. I think it's kind of like almost like the dancing queen of its generation. Like Ooh. when you know what I mean? When, Ooh, interesting when, take. Like no one's gonna compare. Just feel good. Yeah. No Even one... though it makes no fucking sense. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's something instantly sweet and lovable about it. Twenty so, years ago. There you go. Believe. There's my. Uh... All right. Back to the machine. All right. Let's go. Number five. All right, then let's go to number five. Mm-mm. That's not it. That's not it. That's not that's number not five. It. That's not it. Damn it. You were right the first time. This is it? Yep. Okay. Coincidentally, J-Lo's second appearance on this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) This is Jennifer Lopez's If You Had My Love, her debut single. Wow. And a huge hit. Peaked at number one in June for five weeks, which was the first song to bump La Vida Loca off of the top of the charts. Mm -hmm. And with Ricky Martin, this song was also credited with sparking that Latin music explosion that continues. I dig this song. She was an actress, as you know. And this was the tune that helped her cross over from no, wait. acting into music. I got to ask you about that because yeah. I, I remember she made a great movie early, very early in her career. The one with Clooney. What was it called? Out uh, of Sight. Out of Sight, yeah. which was a Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah, I, this... I might be overstating great, but very. Oh good no, movie. no, no, great movie. Okay. Actually, yeah. very, very good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it was at that point that I just got confused. So, is she a singer who acts or an actor who sings? Well, it's. I would have considered her an actor who sings, but. In some sense, her music career is now bigger than her acting yeah. career. This yeah. song, by the way, was originally considered by Michael Jackson, who loved it, but thought it would be better for a female singer. And who, the Who's that now? Michael who? Michael, yeah. Were we allowed to mention him on the pod? <laughs> he, the, uh, the producers of the song brought it to him, hoping that he would say no, believe it or not, and got concerned when he started to groove to it in the studio. Mm-hmm. They wanted this song for... J-Lo, okay. and they were relieved, apparently, when Michael passed it. At the end of the day, I thought it was better for J-Lo. It was more for her voice. Even By the way, even before she was an actor, you remember what her first prominent role was? Her butt. No, that was later. Oh, okay, but uh, 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 I do not. She was a fly girl dancer oh. on In Living Color. On In Living Color, right. J-Lo. You know, if you listen to this song today, it still works. Uh, it's, it does. It does. It's a pop song, but it doesn't have that sort of hollow pop ring. It's 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 uh, soulful. Yeah, so I'm 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 on board. I don't I, I confess I don't really remember the song so well, but oh, I I remember the song and it's still it's still it's still played. Yeah, and then she starts moving into this Latin. This is section. part of the same song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? Turn it up. Okay. 
when you I know it's interesting is when you watch this music video now, they're kind of carefully not showing her backside. Yeah, that's fine. It yeah. was later that people started to embrace the idea of having yeah. a beautifully rounded curve. Yeah, she's dancing buttock. up a storm, but for I think fair to say for today's standards, it's it's pretty. You tame. could argue it's tame. Yeah, um, and J Lo is she's all about needles. her. It's all about her sexuality. Um, I recall that when I used to DJ weddings and parties and things like that, um, one of my go-tos was not this song, but uh, "Let's Get Loud," which is one of my f- favorite, like uh, just blow the roof off dance songs. So good on you, J Lo. J Lo. Yep, J Lo. Still working. Yep. All right, back to the machine. Let's do it. Number four. Music video's goofy, huh? <laughs> so, but it's a guy, a goofy-looking guy picking well, up a date. I yeah, don't know, what but it's a reason. Okay. Well, this song, for those of you who are not aware, yep. is the rare single from Pearl Jam called Last Kiss. Why is it, it is rare? It's the highest charting single ever for Pearl Jam. It peaked at number two in June. Are you saying because summer. they're more of just like a... They don't release singles on purpose, not because they don't believe they can chart. They right. don't believe in promoting individual songs they are an album band this song was originally released just to their fan club but radio started to pick it up and the band decided okay we'll release it and all of the proceeds went to aid refugees from the kosovo war that's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) he's pure man he's pure now this song it's not an original it's not a pearl jam original this is a wayne this is a wayne cochran song from 1962 that was then covered by j frank wilson and the cavaliers which took it to number two in Mm. 1964 it is a song a true story about two teenagers on a date Ah. whose car was ultimately hit by a tractor trailer and Mm. died it was a part of wave. Think about the early '60s. It was part of wave of songs that were like teenage tragedy songs. Yeah. Uh, are there others that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now you know. Um... Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> That's right. King of Rock. <laughs> uh, what happened was Eddie Vedder. Now, what was the Roy Orbison song? Uh, not... I, dr- I drove all night. Is that? A... Did they die at the uh, end of the drive? No. Can't Don't think so. <laughs> okay. Eddie Vedder <laughs> found the. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers album at an antique one of, mall. It's one of the sorry, it's one of the uh, overlooked genres of rock and roll: car accident rock. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really true. puts me in the mood to party. I'm sorry. Telling you, teenage tragedy <laughs> sold in the early sixties. Yeah. So Vetter found the record in an antique mall, liked it, brought it to the band, and they decided to cover it. But again, you don't think of this as Pearl Jam's biggest hit. In fact, right, this is another one I had sort of forgotten about until right. I started listening to it again. Yeah. It's okay. They've I, done better. I don't mind the song. It's it's uh, his, it's, it's his voice, right? He has yeah. this weird, unique. You don't voice. say because uh, it happened. I, I recalled that um, genius comedian Adam Sandler um, had a little riff on Eddie Vedder. We'll play a little of that for you. Ooh. Eh? Oh. Eeyo, 
I think that was it's supposed to be odd. even flow. Yeah, that is yeah. correct. Yeah, he has one of those voices where it's just totally unintelligible. He I and think... Mike, it was Michael Stipe from REM. I couldn't understand a word either of these two guys ever said. <laughs> yeah, even in interviews. Yeah, yeah well, uh, you know, Pearl Jam has their spot in rock history is secure for sure. I'm just not a Pearl Jam guy. I think they're one of those bands that are, for me anyway, like they're just kind of polarizing. Like I'm just not in. I went to a Pearl Jam concert and I felt guilty because someone took me as their guest and we actually sat in a luxury box and I felt guilty for being there because I wasn't a fan. And they're one of those that, that um, no showmanship whatsoever. Have you seen them in concert? Yeah, they, they well, they um, headbang a little bit. Okay, that's but, you know they'll they'll do the long hair kind of what what's left right, of their but it, hair now. But it's like brood rock, right? Wouldn't you describe yeah, well, them as the brooding Seattle classic grunge like misery? But yeah, they're but, still big. Man, they still big. They don't they don't do singles, but they still release albums. We don't do singles. Off. My wife loves him. We don't do it for the charts. We don't do, we do it for it the for money. The fans, we do it for the man. fans, we man. Do it for the fans. My final bit of information is that I once was behind Eddie Vedder on the Dumbo ride at Disney World. And Why Dumbo? My kids were little. Give me a break. Was we he were with going Jeremy? on Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, you start the ride? I really like Dumbo. I want to fly up on this elephant. Oh yeah, yeah. He had he had his wife, his daughter, and his nanny all there. I find that sweet and endearing. Yeah, and actually, he had the special and a Disney guide because he was being guided through the park. And no one else recognized him. And there's the, so I'm looking, and someone says, "Hey, there's one of those special guides you hire for like two thousand dollars, and you get to skip all the lines." And so I happen to be standing next to the guide as Vetter is is getting on the ride, and I go, "Hey, so you you take them around?" He's like, "Yes, anybody can hire a Disney guide, and we'll be your guide for the whole day." And I said, "So like that's a famous person you got there, right?" And and she's like, "Hmm," and I'm like, "Um." That's Eddie Vedder, isn't it? And she goes, "We're not allowed to say it, but it's but it's Eddie Vedder, right?" And she she got a little grin on her face and she nodded, "Yes." <laughs> so there you go, Pearl Jam. Yeah. All right, to the machine. The Let's countdown go back continues. Back to the machine. Number three. That is Beyonce. All rise. Beyonce in the house. Now, for those who are not aware, this is Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. Beyonce was 17 when she recorded this song. Wow. Wrote it, of course, as the theme song for the 1998 Buffalo Bills. Definitely not. No. Okay. Yeah. This is 1999. By I know. Way. I was trying to add a little texture. Maybe they wrote it first. So and then number it. three here, but earlier in the month, it hit number one for their first number one hit. This was Destiny's Child's huh. first of four number one singles. Can you name the other three? Uh, oh, uh, the one about Prejudice. Wrote a song about it. Never gonna get it, never You're gonna get helpless. it. That's it, right? Yes. That's um, one of them. Say My Name was one, oh. Independent Women, Woman, which was 
what you were saying and Bootylicious were all number one singles along okay. with Bills, Bills, Bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was, this song was nominated for a Grammy for Best R&B Song, which lost to TLC's No Scrub. TLC is making real appearance here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ironically, No Scrubs was written by the same co-writers of this song. Mm. Candy Burris and Kevin Briggs. Billboard, by the way, eventually no scrub, ranked... No Scrubs rejected as the possible theme song for the TV show Scrubs because they felt there was a contradiction there. Fair enough. Yep. Please Billboard continue. ranked Destiny's Child as the ninth most successful band slash artist of the 2000s. And this was before Beyonce became Beyonce. Beyonce. Queen Bay. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, they don't look too much different than the other bands of their ilk of the era to me. Or sound different than them, for that matter. This but, is actually, but, of all those songs, this is the one I remember the least. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones seem to have sort of better hooks. Yep. But hey, but this was their first one out, right? So what the hell? I mean, they got better, maybe. Yeah. There was some confusion when the song came out, because people thought that initially it was about a woman looking for a sugar daddy to pay her bills. Yeah, pay my bills, bills. In bills. reality, if you listen to the lyrics, it's about a guy who's basically running up her bills. Right. The guy is the deadbeat, and I she's see. sick of paying for him. Turned it on its head. Yeah. It and that it, started, Beyonce's whole kind of shtick, writing yeah. genre is get your shit together, I'm the queen, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it, you could say it started here, I'm not sure, but Destiny's Child was significantly big As, even before Oh, yeah, Beyonce. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, give them their due. At the beginning of this music video, there's some dude who walks up to Beyonce and and he's got this frustrated look on his face. And what did he say? Melt something like, why you got to do me like that or whatever? And clearly he is he's the one running up her credit card bills. That is correct. And she's giving him the hand. You know, did you when Destiny's Child came out, did yep. you have any idea that Beyonce was going to end up being the female artist of her no, generation? I, I confess, I certainly knew Destiny's Child and, and you know, they're beautiful. They can move. They, they, their songs are great. Yeah, but and, but I, of, I didn't know. Lots of them, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't, I couldn't have told you what the names of the people in the band were. I thought the so. songs were clever. Right. I thought she was definitely sort of the spotlight in the group, but I didn't think she'd do this. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? But anyway, well done. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's, Let's do it keep again. going. Number two. Where are you, number two? Here it comes. I feel cheated already. I know. Something bad is happening. Now he hasn't even gotten to the chorus yet, but right. you can certainly recognize the pipes of Will Smith. Yeah. And this is Wild Wild West, which was, even though it was number two here, peaked the week before at number one. Hmm. Believe it or not. There it is. Is that Cool Mo D singing right now? That is not Cool Mo D singing. Oh. That is Drew Hill, the members of Drew Hill singing. Although Cool Mo D does appear on this song rapping because his version of Wild Wild West was a semi-hit. Back in 1988, peaked at number 62. So they oh, honored really? him. But this is not about 
cool Modi. This no. is not about Will Smith. This is not about Drew Hill. This is one of those. You're going to make it about Stevie Wonder, that's aren't you? It. This is about <laughs> I Wish by Stevie yeah. Wonder, where the entire lick is completely stolen from that song. Yes. Yes. They did give Stevie Wonder a songwriter's credit. The song I Wish hmm. uh, was hit number one in 1976 hmm. off of one of my favorite albums of all time, Songs in the Key of Life. And this might be one of my favorite songs of all time. I wish. That song. Wild Not Wild song. West, however. What the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> this is one of those songs that yeah. I don't, you, you hear it. It's not horrible, but it's so clearly a ripoff where the additions to the song add absolutely nothing. You were talking before yeah. about what a good remake is. Right. You'd hope that the hip-hop portion of the song would actually add a new dimension to it. Right. It doesn't. I don't remember anything about it. I remember the song coming out. It Mm -hmm. was tied into a film aptly called Wild 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 West, starring Will Smith, Kevin Kline, Kenneth Branagh, and Salma Hayek, which was a sad kind of weird sci-fi western movie well remake of the tv show i don't know if you know that there was a long yeah, time, long time yeah TV except show they turned it the... into this weird kind of steampunk thing yeah, well yeah the 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 original show was kind of ahead of its time i've only seen a couple episodes but yeah the the very interesting premise you know jim west is a sheriff and then and then his partner is this guy who uses all kind of contraptions to def- to catch bad guys and things like that. And so it was a cool idea for a movie to bring it back. The movie kind of just didn't work for some reason. Like a lot of Will Smith's movies, he's got a few good lines, a few funny situations. It, this was basically like a, a watered-down version of Men in Black. Yeah, you know, sort and of a like bad a, one. Considering in the West. Will Smith wild, wild, wild West, yeah. The film won five golden raspberries, including <laughs> Worst Picture and Worst, Worst Song. yeah. Well, what you're saying is, like, I mean... What the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Well, I mean, hearing Will Smith rap over that, that bass line at the beginning, for the first seven seconds I was almost in because he, I love, you know, when he raps, he raps well. He's, got, he's, he's a good rapper. He's, he's a good, good rapper. Flow, I enjoy it. Say. I enjoy it. And he, he, I like his whole vibe. He's funny. He's sort of self-deprecating. He's like, let's have some fun, you know? But what you're saying is, it's like it's, this I, is unnecessary. Yeah, it's like I like uh, pe- I like peanut butter, I like uh, eggs, and I like cheeseburgers. But I'm not going to put them all together and shove them into my mouth. I, and I think it's yep. telling that this was a number one song, and you never hear it. It's true, ever. Yeah. The only thing that made me kind of want to like the song, we've talked about this in the past. I've always felt kind of bad for DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> who got kind of left in the dust? Yeah, Poor he Jack. actually does the scratching on this. He song. does. So He's Will back. Smith threw him a bone. Yep, this was uh, Will Smith's last number one song, not his first. Um, he charted with what was the song that hit number one? Oops, I lost. Will my Smith uh, getting jiggy with it hit number of one. Of course, yeah. uh, but his last, he hit the top ten once more six years later with Switch. Switch. Correct. Yeah. Has not been back to the top ten. He's obviously concentrating he, on his. He released. Film career. He released a little mini rap that I might even try to uh, find here that came out last year and it was like supposed to be a hint to some new project he had and it was awesome and then yeah 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 I just found it It, and it just it's if you look on YouTube it just says messing around in the studio I don't want to hear that and uh, now they 
screw you, YouTube. Yeah, they do. Um, this is Will Smith messing around in the studio. He's hey, hold on. Come on, Will. Come on. Come on. I'm fire, but still people dancing and shaking and moving and wailing. It feel like I'm an alien, really. Kind of an island. I might fly to China for nothing. Find a designer. Pictures of my crib with me, my mom, and Obama. Murder all over the globe. Guilty, Your Honor. I'ma become a Mormon. Mary and Hallie, Rihanna. I'm an anomaly. Do drama or comedy. I could play Muhammad Ali right. over white lady. Right. Probably still. 20 years of swag, y'all just witness. Stop the divorce rumors and mind y'all damn business. He's, he's got a great that voice. That was badass. What Come on. sort of what what holds him back as a rapper in terms of what people are looking for today is he's he's happy, right? Yeah. He's not he doesn't he doesn't rap hard. He doesn't rap angry. It's just well, not his style. It's, it's like he's you know, neither fish nor fowl. He's he's not he's not um cruising down Crenshaw with the the bubs and the hose in the in the convertible and then he's also not Eminem, you know, complaining about his mother doing drugs. He's like kind of happy in the middle. And uh, he's I think he's been sort of ostracized, but you would know better than I. Maybe you know more about rap, but ostracized by the hardcore rappers because he's because he doesn't do that. He's he's happy guy. But I like happy guy. There's a market for it. Yeah. But this song uh, just no, no. I mean, again, I can listen to it, but it it brings nothing new to Uh, the table. I'd rather just listen to either. I wish I'll listen to Cool Modi. It's classic uh, payday. Right. I mean, between the movie and the song, you know, they both ended up sucking. So there you go. Yeah. But. We've now reached the top of the charts. All right. Let's see what the uh, time machine delivers to us right now. Number one. Number one. This, of course, is 18-year-old Christina Aguilera with her debut single. The first single and number one song for Christina. It stayed at number one for five weeks, was considered the biggest song of the summer, and the second best-selling single of the year. Ended up at number seven on the Hot 100 for the year because there's also combining sales there. But only Shares Believe was played more in 1999 than Genie in a Bottle was. This was actually an interesting. You want to talk about a moment in time. This is the third time in 1999 when a female artist's first single hit number one. We talked about J Lo before, Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, and then this. Sisters are doing it for themselves. They are. <laughs> you hear this song a lot still. It's really, it's extremely sexual. It's filled with a ton of double entendres, which caught people's attention. Yeah. But it also mixes a little bit of caution in there you know she says things like my body's saying let's go but my heart is saying no so it's a little bit confused Mm. but she's clearly playing with sexuality hard it's a genie in a bottle rub me the right way i mean not exactly (laughs) subtle what do you mean by that christina you, you surprised me. You know, when we were talking about the list, you didn't remember I don't, the song. I, I, I still I, don't. I'm weird. I don't know. It confounds me. This I song was enormous and is still played. I guess. I don't know. But my uh, Compared to her other songs, they don't, to me, have like a hallmark memorable kind of hook or something. You oh, know? this like, does. This was her biggest hit, period. Agree to disagree. <laughs> You're just wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> It's art, man. I just, I, yeah, I don't, whatever. Um, I got nothing. I'm not, I'm not uh, for or against Christina. I like her. 
I mentioned to you earlier, I, Candyman is my favorite Christina Aguilera song. I thought that was, was innovative, and it rocks, and it's awesome. Yeah. This That's one, what she was taking a break just... from, like, overtly, like, throwing her body at the listening audience. I mean, she went sexual with her image. Yeah, but isn't she more known for her, like... Her voice. Uh, yeah, right. The, the power of her voice. The... You want no Christina Aguilera, David, yes. <laughs> I can't even imitate her, right? Well, this song, yeah. I mean, this was a number one hit, though. I mean, this... this, this Obviously. It... Well, it was a big one, and what I'm saying <laughs> okay, is that yeah. it deserved to be, and it became ubiquitous yeah. like some of the other ones, but um, has, I think, remained okay. a relevant song. All right. Fair enough. So you're just wrong. Well done, Christina. All right. We'll see a lot more from you in the future. Really? She gets naked? Oh, sorry. You meant Now, uh, music. we do have another category that we introduced last week that applies here. Oh. Bad remake. Take cover. You got to listen to this version by the Avalanche Diaries. Do you have yeah, it? Yeah, I it got it up? right here. here Good go. Lord. You probably like this better. I do already. Or wait till the vocals kick in. <laughs> got a groove you can dance to it <laughs> I know that appeals to some people there's but... a there's a whole cottage industry of the remake business where you just take a pop song and you thrash it yeah and sometimes it works like you well, know how much we like some of those other ones I well, like Marilyn Manson uh, I'm reminded of Marilyn Manson with the the style I don't know what you call this kind of style of vocals, but the completely this like thrash so metal stupid. crazy. But Marilyn Manson has some like good like his version of Tainted Love. I, I like that. You know, it's kind of cool. Um, or what's another? Well, you you love the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know if this falls into the uh, category. Down on the corner. Down on the it's corner. not quite as thrashy because of the vocals. But right. This is but just, it, this is ridiculous. Yes. Okay, enough. The music itself's fine, <laughs> but once those vocals kick in, music? no thank you, Avalanche Diaries. I'm going music to Music to break things by. This is a. Sunday, Sunday. Oops. What do you got? I was just going to play the uh, the stupid tag again, Go for but it. it didn't work. Yeah. Bad remake. Take cover. All right. So that's the chart. Why don't you uh, what, count down the 10 for us again, Dave? You bet, Milt. Number 10 in July 31st, 1999 was Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. Uh, number nine, It's Not Right, But It's Okay by Whitney Houston. Number eight, Where Are My Girls At by 702. Huh? Uh, number seven, All Star by Smash Mouth. Number six, I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Number five, If You Had My Love by J-Lo. Number four, Last Kiss by Pearl, Ga- Pearl Gam. Pearl Gams. Pearl Gams. Pearl Gams. She's got some Pearl Gams, I tell you. Number four, Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. Number three, Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. Number two, Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Featuring Drew Hill and Cool Modi. And number one, Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. Unlike last week when we revisited um, uh, 1986. 1986 no songs with parentheses. No songs with parentheses, but one featuring. Was this the dawn of the featuring? Because eventually yes. we're going to get up yes. into, there's going to be a lot of featuring. A lot of people featured elsewhere. And you feature me, I feature you, and everyone gets featured. All right, Dave. Time for us to declare. Hmm. Ah. It's time for us to declare a, a break that isn't working. Time for us to declare the winner. Winner of the week. So let's uh, let's talk about which of these songs holds up the best. It's, this is a tough one because we're yeah. not quite in the past as we have. We're only 20 years versus 30, 40, whatever. Yep. I'm curious what you think. Oh, boy. It comes down to two for me. And 
I don't know if I'm being too sort of selfish in that these are like personal favorites of mine, but I am. But should I tell you which two I'm I'm toggling between? Pick pick your one. All right, I'm picking and then my you one. You can tell me afterwards. Right. Uh... My one is I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Mm. Mm. Yep. What do you got? I think I agree with you. All right. You know, I was gonna. I w- you're gonna disagree. I was. My second choice was. Um, oh, look at that. I think. If You Have My Love by Jennifer Lopez actually stands up as a better song now. Yeah, it it, it all depends on whether you're going for, like, uh, I don't know what the word is. Fu- I'm, the, the, the word fundamentals comes to mind or something. That's something where you, you say this is not a silly song, kitschy song. It's just a good song um, versus... This is memorable. This is this, this might be kitschy. This might be silly, but I love you know, it. I'm, you know, I'm changing my vote. Oh no! You've what actually a, got what me did I say? I think I want it that way. Yeah, is a little hokey. And yeah, I think it is. If you played it for people now for the first time, it might feel too syrupy. Whereas I think J Lo's song would still stand up. Well, we are okay. So the the question is, what holds up? But we you can place your own values upon that right there's room for interpretation right like it, the song i'd much rather have uh i want it that way because of its its sort of place in in mu- in musical lore its place in the world of music it's the, the yeah and what i said last week was the song that comes on at a party and everyone kind of goes oh yeah like there's something to that music should be fun and it to me i want it that way triggers Sweetness and fun and all star kind of does that too, but I can't. It does, I, but it's just it's but that's too much. There's a spectrum, right? And it falls it falls off the end of that spectrum. All right, so we're going to slightly disagree on this. All one. right, best cultural revival. Close. I mean, it, I I think um, all stars ubiquity and its use in Shrek probably takes that crown on my side. Any, yeah. uh, any thoughts on your end? Well, yeah, unless you count my beloved viral uh, video for the <laughs> the Backstreet Boys, I want it that way, but. Uh, Lo- Live in La Vida Loca, I'm sure, has been revived. In fact, Live in La Vida Loca was <laughs> revived by the f- the Shrek franchise. Also, Ooh, at the ta- at the point. at the tail, yeah, uh, it must be Shrek Two or Shrek Three because it's sung by uh, the, the I was going to say the cat uh, Puss in Boots, Puss in, the Puss in Boots character who is voiced by uh, Antonio Banderas. So Antonio Banderas, of course, would sing La- Live in La Vida Loca. And uh, so it, that that gets that gets brought up in jokey ways. We already heard Smash Mouth um, torment a poor young girl in the Saturday Night Live sketch, but uh, yeah, I think the winner has to for that one has to be. Well, do we pick All a winner Star. for that? Yeah, just, yeah. Pick a winner. Okay, we'll, we'll go with All Star. Yep. Have your kids ever heard of these? Which songs? Well, start with the obvious one, All Star. Yes, because of Shrek. Uh, La Vida Loca, I think that's a maybe. No, so that's that, a yes. That's a yes for for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um. I want it that way for sure. It it just it's it, it keeps coming around. The rest of them, I don't think so. Would your kids know like uh, Genie in a Bottle or? The answer is yeah. Live in La Vida Loca. I'm glad you have all the answers. All Star, right? I want it that way. Uh huh. Genie in a Bottle. You and are surprisingly yeah. Wild Wild West. Why? Not because they recognize the, the song. The mo- it's the really movie, yeah. the the movie and the phrase of it. 
just as sort of jams in your brain. So if you hear it once, they may also be confusing some of the past songs and other songs with it. It's not even the best song called Wild Wild West. That would go to the Escape Club, of course, which Uh-oh. would come up, and I don't have it queued up, nah, so I keep talking. It. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. Even matter. Yeah. Next category, important right. one. Ready? Yep. Yep. Fuck, marry, kill. Or am I supposed to say F? <laughs> Oops, I forgot. Too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give it to me. All right, so fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> fuck, marry, kill. I want to, oh, well, I mean, come on, it's obvious. I, I want to have sex with, I want it that way. Um, what would I like to marry? Um, no, I changed my mind. I changed Ooh, my mind. You can. Okay, thank you. I want to screw living La Vida Loca. I want to marry, I want it that way. And I want to kill Wild Wild West. I know you want to kill that too, so. Oh, but I might want to kill Pearl June. Eh, I'll kill Wild Wild West. I sort of want to kill All Star. How dare you? It's just, it's not that I hate the song. I just, I've heard it too much. I know, but. It doesn't bring me anything when I hear it anymore. I could. But you what know, about this is, Shrek and Donkey? This is a tough I'm just one. saying. It's a yeah. tough one. I'm going to leave your picks and just leave them there. Do I really? <laughs> no, you know what? No, I'm going to, just to shake it up, I'm going to, um, I'm going to F Genie in a Bottle. I'm going to marry if you had my love, and I'm going to kill All Star. So we have all different choices. Oh, all of it. Ain't that nice? So overall, Dave, just but, but as a final thought, as I kill Wild West, can I replace it with the other one? Why don't you? We'll play out the podcast. With I would. I'd love to, but not now. Was this a time worthy? Was this a time worthy? Time machine worthy week, Dave? Well, past tens, a top ten time machine. You know, it's a tough. It's a tough call. And you'll recall on the previous episode, we, we beat the shit out of uh, July 19th, 1986 and decided, nah. I'm going to say that marginally, barely, it's a yes. It's a thumbs up because of uh, La Vida Loca and I want it that way, kind of lift it. I'm more pro all-star than you are. And then there are some other songs in here that are just good, like, you know, Genie in the Bottle, the J-Lo song. It's close. But I'm going to say yes. It is. Your answer is correct. Thank you. It is a time machine worthy week. And the reason is the highs, the good songs are viably, legitimately solid. Yeah. You know, they are their legacy songs. Mm -hmm. Even the ones that aren't like Whitney Houston, the Pearl Jam song, Destiny's Child. Those are major, major artistic players. And if this is a piece of their top 10 history. It's worth revisiting in the time machine. I'm giving it a yes. All right. The gods have spoken. I think that's it. That's it for the week. That's it. That's it. So, again, the song known as Wild Wild West by Will Smith featuring Drew Hill and Cool Moldy will no longer be played in the history of music. Will we replace it with this slightly better but still terrible song called Wild Wild West by Escape Club? I was going to clarify. Yes. So it has nothing to do with this countdown, but it is called Wild Wild West, and I sort of enjoy it. Right. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Milt, uh, the chart master, masterful as usual, my friend. Well Thank done. You. Well Thank done. My and pleasure. My pleasure. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, our thanks to uh, my company here. I'm thanking myself. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Hosting Network. Hosting us in the studio. Hosting today. us here in the studios in Westwood, Massachusetts. If you like this podcast, please do share it with a friend, colleague, Anyone, spread the love, spread the music, man. We're out. See you next week. His lyrics 
make absolutely no sense. (laughs) 